This week's big gaming news is, of course, the shocker from Media Molecule regarding the worldwide recall of their darling, Little Big Planet. From Media Molecule's press release, we have learned yesterday that there is a lyric in one of the licensed tracks which some people may find offensive and which slipped through the usual screening processes. Obviously, Media Molecule and Sony together took this very seriously. Little Big Planet should be enjoyable by all. So, within 12 hours of hearing about this issue involving a lyric, in Somalian I believe, Media Molecule had prepared an automatic day zero patch and had a new disc image ready. However, a decision was made within Sony that the right thing to do for quality and support of people with no online was to replace existing discs. They assure us that they are doing everything in their power to get things straightened out as fast as possible and will announce dates soon. It would appear that Media Molecule was more than willing to let the discs slip and simply patch them, however Sony couldn't risk it. What did Sony have to say about all this? From the PlayStation blog. We've taken immediate action to rectify this and we sincerely apologize for any offenses that this may have caused. We will begin shipping Little Big Planet to retail in North America the week of October 27th. Sorry for the delay and rest assured we are doing everything we can to get Little Big Planet to you as soon as possible. Certainly doesn't feel as personal for Sony now, does it? Let's have a listen and meet on the B-side to discuss this offending song.
Okay, we're just going to start anyways. Hello and welcome to Buddha's Bar and Grill. This is a 
uh, going to be an interesting evening because apparently one of our co-hosts here has the giggles and can't take anything seriously. Um, as you heard from the intro song and little little blurb there, we're going to be talking about uh, basically how politics and religion is affecting gaming. Um, it's uh, it's it's changed a little bit recently, or maybe it's just that it got more attention because of Little Big Planet. So we're going to cover that and a couple of other little things if there's time. Coming to me again, as usual, is Mr. Giggles himself, Sean from VisualBomb.com. Sean, how are you doing? Good. How about you? Have we calmed down yet? A little bit. A little we'll bit? See. You sound like you're just dying to crack up again. <laughs> we'll see. Okay. Well, warn us if there's going to be gas, please. Also <laughs> joining us for the first time is Jason, a buddy of mine from quite a while back. Uh, you will know him from the sites as The Bribe. Jason, how's it going, man? All right, it goes. Same shit, different day. Basically, that's what it is. Now, he is not actually coming from, like, South Korea or something. Um, he actually is just using a crap-ass mic, and that's why he sounds like he does. Oh, that'll and, be changed next time. Yeah, hopefully. And so everyone will just have to... Uh, it, it, actually, it's it's good because it'll be the one show where I'm not the cause of the, the bad sound. It'll be it'll be you. So that weight is on your shoulders now. <laughs> so that being said, um, just to recap on what has happened here for the few people living under rocks who aren't aware. Um, Little Big Planet was recalled by Sony. What happened is that there was a couple of quotes in the in one of the songs that was from the Quran and in so far as I can see there was one loud voice that complained about it as to whether or not there was a lot of other loud voices that echoed that sentiment that remains to be seen. However, what happened is that due to religious sensitivities um, Media Molecule, the makers of Little Big Planet, made an immediate patch and removed that offending song. And I use offending in between air quotes. Um, now, that being said, they were, it sounded very much, you guys can correct me if I'm wrong here or if you have a different imp- impression of this, but based on the press release, it sounded very much like Media Molecule was ready to just let the discs slip and patch them once they came out. Um, and then whoever was not online, whoever's PS3s are not online, well, they would have access to that song. However, the odds would be fairly slim that it would be anybody that would may take offense to it. You guys yeah, agree that with that? Right. That sounds about right. Yeah. So, Sony, however, decided, no, we're recalling all of the discs. Now, if you read the press releases as well, you really get the impression that, excuse me, if, if, you've, if you've seen anything about the game, if you've seen any of the videos, if you've um, if you've watched any of the developer commentaries, or if you've seen them at any expos, you get a genuine sense that the people behind this game really poured a lot into it, and they actually care a lot about the product. It's not just another you know Halo Four kind of game where there's it's just a nonstop pumping out as many of a franchise as you can. It's something that they actually took a lot of pride in and put a lot of work. So this, I think, actually hit them fairly hard. Meanwhile, when you're reading the press releases from Sony, it's business like usual. It's, it's, it's like it's nothing. And it's just a decision that, no, boom, we're recalling them all. Truth be told, I'm not necessarily sure that uh, 
Sony pulled the right move here. I mean, I think Media Molecule probably probably had the best approach to this. Was that you know we realize that there's an issue here and that we've you know we've we've created a patch and uh, you know what? As soon as you go online with the game, you're gonna get patched out of it. And no, you know most people will be none the wiser for you know however what the, the half of a percent of people who own PS3s who actually buy the game that aren't gonna be online with it. You know, they may notice, but I mean, exactly how many of those people will say, oh, well, that's, you know, lyrics from the Quran and what an offensive thing. And, you know, I, I think Sony probably played this a little bit too safe. I don't necessarily uh, like with, you know, the approach that they did. I think they actually got more media attention um, about the actual flaw in the game from that than the actual initial story for breaking. You know what I'm saying? Like, I saw stuff on, like, MSNBC and stuff like that. I mean, that's that's insane for it to hit that kind of level. When you take it that far, though, now, I'm, I'm not saying that I certainly agree with what Sony did, but let's play devil's advocate because one of us is going to have to here, and I think we're probably on the same page here and agree that it was a stupid move. But just to play devil's advocate here, um, in doing so, in creating such a stir and making it so it's, it's only a one-week delay... Don't you think they increase the interest that much more so that they'd sell even more copies? Uh, see, I, I'm not necessarily sure. I don't, I don't, I'm not necessarily sure that I buy that. And, I mean, here's what I think actually happened. What I think Sony did was that they saw that this game is, is probably the game that, that may push the most amount of units for them. This may be, you know, their Halo 3. This oh, may be their, you know, Gears of War kind of game. It's definitely going to be a system seller. That goes without a doubt. Oh, absolutely. And, and as such, I mean, you don't want anything that could possibly tarnish, you know, the reputation from day one. So what do you do? You recall it. But the only problem is, is that instead of recalling it under some hush, hush, you know, hush, hush situation that maybe, you know, you know, whatever the, the gold disc was, you know, didn't actually, maybe there was some flaw in it. You know, they actually, for some reason, it got put out there that, oh, yeah, well, evidently the developers made some offensive reference to a Quran, you know, inadvertently or whatever. Yeah, but they could that, have done that either. They couldn't have done that either because the fact remains that A, some of the copies got out anyways, and B, people with those copies then would be able to tell that no, there was no problem with the actual printing of the discs because they obviously were fine. Case in point, I've got one. My son is playing it right this minute. And I walked into a Future Shop to go pick up Fable 2 the other morning, and or the other morning was yesterday morning, and there was Little Big Planet on the shelf. So apparently the local Future Shop kind of took, as I've said before, the Sony Recall was more of a suggestion for them. They decided to hell with it. We're going to put it out anyways. So I get the disc, and I'm obviously playing it. The word is going to get out real fast that there's obviously nothing wrong with the disc. So then you're creating more of a stir of, okay, then what was the big deal? Damn you, Canada, and well, your tolerance. You, that's the thing. <laughs> <laughs> Whether you're banging dudes, smoking up, or playing a Little Big Planet, we're all right with you guys. <laughs> Jesus. So, uh, <laughs> but it's uh, true. So you can't use that as an argument. Now, something else that I've read too, which I actually was not aware of, is that Sony is seen in Middle East, uh, in the Middle East, as a very respectable distributor, uh, yeah. manufacturer technology. So, of which games is a pretty small percentage. So if you're looking at something like that in terms of corporate moves, it's an easy 
decision because frankly are you going to tarnish your image in an industry that is cutthroat where you've actually got an inn in a location a geographic location large enough where you are respected are you going to risk that for this little game are you going to give a rat's ass <laughs> I still, I still don't buy that. I, I think the whole thing was that the, the little big planet is supposed to be kosher. You know what I'm saying? It's not supposed to be. Uh, it, it has darker elements and it can have darker elements, but it's supposed to be their kosher thing. It's supposed to be what you know bridges gaps between hardcore and the casual gamer, and it's supposed to say here, buy our system and look. This is such an amazing game that not only will you be playing with, you know, the hardcore people who, you know, love the games, you'll be also playing, you know, you can have your kid playing it and whatever else. I mean, if you want to try to say, oh, well, you know, maybe they didn't want to offend people. I mean, how many different references are there to, like, you know, Hinduism or, or, or in the Final Fantasy series from, you know, previous Final Fantasy series? I mean, what about things like uh, Resistance, which had, what was it, the Cathedral in London or whatever it was being desecrated Manchester, by aliens? Manchester, City of England. yeah. So, I mean, I, I don't necessarily buy that it's, you know, we didn't want to necessarily offend, you know, one particular people. I think it's that we didn't want to have a particular image associated with this. We didn't want, you know, anything to go wrong with this game. And so because there is a hint that somebody may perceive this, you know, inappropriately, uh, then we're going to take, you know, the, the quote-unquote necessary steps to make sure that this doesn't happen. And I think it was just, I think it was the poor choice. I don't think, I don't buy the reasoning. I don't. I did, it doesn't make sense to me. Sean? Yeah, it's also in Somalian, too. That's the thing. I mean, I, I agree with what he said, pretty much. Um, I don't think... I'm agnostic, as you know. I don't think religion should really dabble in anything. The thing I have a problem with is, if it was clearly said in the song, like, you know, pure English, you can clearly decipher. It was in Somalian. It was two verses from the Quran. One person mentioned something. I mean, this song is still up on iTunes. It's still up on Zune. It's on Amazon. Well, I mean, hell, it's at the beginning of this podcast. It's on MySpace, too. Yep. You know, like, if Sony has to pull back this stuff, who's stopping them from complaining to iTunes, to Zune, to Amazon, to the artist himself and having him have to pull the whole song? You know, when's too far, too far? The irony is, I, I don't believe that. It, like, if you actually read the quotes and what they are, the quotes are actually not... I mean, they can be taken either way. I mean, if you take a lot of the, the stuff that's in the Bible... Um, it, it can be dark as hell and just as frightening. So it's not that the um, it's not that the content in and of itself was that disturbing so much as it's just that it was that content because it was a Quran. That's because I I I firmly believe. See, no longer playing devil's advocate here. I firmly believe that had it been something that was from the Bible, that was um, that some. Bible thumping person down south thought, no, 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 we can't be having none of that. That's disrespectful and whatnot. I, I do not believe they would have taken it out. So to say that, like you were saying, Jason, where it's you don't want to tarnish this baby, I don't believe that in in this regard. Simply because if it was again something from the Bible that you had people causing a stir about, I do not believe for one instance that. Sony would have recalled worldwide all of the discs, except for the ones in Canada, just for that. <laughs> so, I, I mean, it's 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 more about no. It was a, specifically for that culture. I, I don't. Yeah. I don't. I, I, don't, I still. I'm, I'm sorry, but I still don't necessarily agree with it. I mean, you. Okay. 
if, if it had references, which the game probably does in some, whether it be online user content or whatever else. I mean, hell, during the beta, they had, uh, wasn't there a level during the beta that had a, a plane crashing into the Twin Towers? I mean, there are, there are things in the game, you, whether it be user-generated or whether it actually be by the developers, that's going to be in there that's going to offend people. I think the point here is that Little Big Planet is being advertised, marketed, and the concept behind it is to bring in the people who have not bought a PS3. And that's what you have to look at. That's the way you have to pr- look at it from Sony's perspective. Yeah, true. And but what's we, happening is if, that they're when they're marketing this game, they are not just marketing the game from that standpoint. They're marketing the game big time as a... Um, uh, a game where there will be constant user creations from all over the world. They're, they're making a that's huge the, push. That's in. on the website. That's on the website. Yeah. Look so at the, look at TV advertisements. How are you seeing it when the public sees this? When a parent sees this, what are they seeing from the, the TV? What they're seeing is this very kid-friendly kind of thing that oh, it's got some spooky elements too, and it, oh, you know, it doesn't look too bad. Blah blah blah. I mean, that's the way that they are marketing this to the public. So when if that happens and MSNBC gets an article that says, well, they're having religious references and they're you know offending, blah, blah, blah. Oh, I don't want to buy that for my kid. So, I mean, you see what I'm saying? Yeah, but again, religious talking. reference, if you're taking religion ref, religious references and it would be religious references about whether it was Buddhism or, or, or Catholicism or Judaism or anything else, do you honestly believe that if there were such references that they would have, re- again, this is a huge step here, recall the discs worldwide for that? I think if it was offensive enough, they probably would have. So if you, if I think if the, if if the developers had put, let's say, a sticker inside the game that was, you know, uh, Jesus on a cross, you know, a graphic picture of that, it would it would have gotten recalled. Definitely. Now you're uh, you're uh, equating no those two. You're equating a uh, sticker of Jesus on the cross with these. Okay, but, just so, but, before uh, hold on, hold on one second, hold on. Just so, before go we go any further, just so that anybody listening knows, okay, just because I actually didn't mention it in the bumper at the beginning here, the two quotes in question, all right, are both from the the same part of the Quran. Um, one of them states, and the English translation is, "Every soul shall have the taste of death." And the second one says, all that is on earth will perish. Just so that we get that out so people know where we're coming from, okay? Now, reading those two, there's the same thing, just written slightly differently, is in the Bible. Okay? Right. It's not that bad. So you're going to equate these two lines, which are not that bad, with a sticker of Jesus on the cross. No, I think, and here's... Here's maybe where I wasn't specific enough in my statement. I think it, when you t- when you talk to a religious person about the concept of Jesus on the cross and whatever else, um, they see that as a very holy kind of thing. It's a sacred concept. It's 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 not a bad thing. However, if you parade that around inside of the context of a game or an advertisement or any any number of things along those lines, at that point it becomes offensive. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. No, I, I got mean, you. And, it, and it's it's a bit that, that's where I was coming from with that. Yeah. So I mean. If, if that were in the context of the game, yes, they would have done a worldwide recall, no doubt about it, okay? Um, and, and this is where, I think this is where the problem is, is that I agree with you to an extent, that there is a bit of a standard here, there's a bit of a double standard, that if if the lines that you quoted, you know, were you know, directly taken from the Bible, you know, you would probably, and they were in English, you would probably see an outcry, you probably would see something, and if they were in English, I think Sean, you know, said this earlier, that they were in Somalian. 
You know, yeah. how much how much of a uh, you know investment would somebody have to say? Well, what exactly does this mean in Somali? You know, I mean, you'd have to you have to go to such an extent to figure out what it is that they're saying that you know most people wouldn't even notice it. But if it was, if this was in English, uh, you know, you you get a public outcry really really fast, and I don't know. It's hard to say. It, it's it's hard to say. And the other thing too is that I mean, if this was Christianity that they were doing this you know there, there would be an outcry about it but really i don't think they'd probably do much about it i don't know i mean i can't say since they're not it's not the situation at hand right now but usually when something offends the christians and they mention something about it people are just like you know shut up and go back into your hole or whatever my point exactly now, with muslim i mean what's what's its difference i understand that you know using the holy words out of the quran and is an issue but i mean the, these people tried to jail and execute a lady trying who named her class teddy bear muhammad i mean like i said when is too far too far but see that's a that's a very good point however you have to look at it in terms of okay when is too far too far when it pertains to something that's not within that country i'm all for you know what it's your culture it's your own thing you've got your own set of rules as long as it's not absolutely barbaric fine whatever um however when it is a a distributor who is creating a game like this or something that is not within that country it's 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 way outside it's just that we're going to sell it to you if you want i understand that yes you have a large muslim community around the world of course but pardon me to, the, to, to to issue something, and, and it, it's not the delay that, that bothers me in the least, obviously. Even if I hadn't been able to pick it up yesterday, I got plenty to do for a week. I don't mind the one-week delay. Even if it was longer than that, it's not yeah, a big deal. Yeah, he's got two hands, Chris. It's it, damn right, and it takes two hands, let me tell you. But <laughs> the point is is that it's um, it's the principle behind it. It's not that it was delayed so much as the reason for it. So... Instead of saying, okay, well, within this community, there might be, they might take some offense, so we're going to recall the discs that were sent to the Middle East areas. No, it was done worldwide. And again, I understand that, yes, there are Muslim people all over the world. However, I've been reading more and more posts from Muslim people online saying, I'm Muslim, and I don't take offense to this, and I think it's yeah. absolutely ridiculous that they did this. It's a poor is, representation I mean, of the Muslim community. I mean, what, what point are we going to get to, though? You know, they're already um, causing Sony to recall their game, and what's going to stop going to movies and TV shows and so on and so on? I mean, this comment on Joystick is the perfect, you know, my perfect opinion right here. It says, there's a difference between tolerating someone's religion and allowing them to bully you into changing their lives to avoid offending them. There's nothing in any constitution in any country that says you have the right not to be offended, especially if you're a Christian and then you just get to be mocked and made fun of in every school and on every cable <laughs> channel and every webpage. <laughs> but it's true, though. You know, like, I, you're going to offend someone. You're yep. going to, no matter what. You can't, there's no middle line. There really isn't. And I think that's, I think that's, I think that's what's key there, is that you're saying that there's no, there's no middle line that you can ride. There's no safe zone that, that you can be at. And I think that may be where Sony's trying to get they're trying to get to that point again. I, I yeah, can't but those are extreme measures from the marketing model. From the marketing model. Yeah, how but again, are they trying to move this product. How are they, who are they trying to target with it? You could say hardcore in in a lot of web you know 
uh, and a lot of articles on the web and whatever else. Yeah, you're reading things that are going to interest hardcore gamers. You're going to see a lot. But when you talk, when you turn on the TV and you see advertisements, where are they trying to get that? They're trying to make this look kid friendly. So if there's a public outcry about how some, you know, Americanized minority or whatever it may be, uh, especially when you're talking about a religious uh, kind of thing, you know, if you know, I don't think it necessarily a parent's going to want to dabble with that. Well, oh, well, you're making fun, you know, you, and the concept may be ludicrous that this, you know, these two lines in Somalian that are references to the Quran and you know, so on and so forth. That's going to be uh, hard to decipher for the average person. And when you have the media takes hold of this and you just get this public outcry, I think that's what Sony's trying to avoid. That they And I think they handled it a, a little bit too extreme because they brought a little bit more attention to themselves than they probably wanted for this particular case. So. The, the irony here, too, is you keep saying kid-friendly. And the the image that keeps flashing in my head is of Penny Arcade's Gabe with the dick level. <laughs> exactly. That's because that's, that's what's going to happen. Is, exactly. That's what it's going to be. Now, the thing that I keep thinking, too... I don't now, know if that's what it's going to be. But oh, I mean, yes, it will. Gonna be the inappropriate comment. Oh, no, there's going to be tons. Game. Let's be honest. It's going to... Oh, no, no, any kind of game um, like that, anything which I, allows you to have user-created content is going to appeal to the lowest common denominator, which is going to be dick and fart jokes. Now, Sean already handled the fart jokes before we started recording, so that's yes. covered. But, um, so you got that in your And now we're getting to the dick jokes. So, so yeah, yeah. But, it, but that's what it is. That's what it's going to be. Like, I mean, I know that playing with my kid, I'm going to have to check all the levels before he plays it, because I'm fully expecting that. Now, the other thing I want to say, and this is where I'm going to have a little bit more experience than both of you guys, simply because I have a family, okay? When you keep saying that this is a, going to appeal to families that are going to want to pick this system up or the game for their kid, you're talking about now my age group and those a little bit younger than me as well, okay? My age group is not my old man's age group. My age group now is the one that is fully aware of this thing. Not all of us in my generation and again, slightly younger, but most of this generation is fully aware. It's not a matter of what's the internets anymore. The, this generation knows. So this generation is on the internet and at work and is checking things out and is fully aware of things like this before they would accidentally pick it up for their kids. So I don't think that they're saving any grace by saying, you know, well, I'm not going to pick this up because of this religious thing or whatever because frankly they're well aware that if they pick it up they're going to have to monitor their kids because of all the dickasaurus jokes that are going to be in there <laughs> um, there's two different ways with that though there really is I mean like you said that it's your generation is different than your older generation well there's one side where they're educated like you you know they're on the internet they research this stuff and there's just these people who get offended over everything and have to make a big exactly. snare about it on the internet. I mean, we kind of want to go back to your father's generation where it was like, hey, dad, I'm offended. We'll shut the hell up and grow a pair. You yep. know, and that was the response to everything. Yeah. There was, see, there's a happy medium. I, I've been called far too politically correct in, in a lot of ways. Um, and there's a lot of things that I stand by, however, in terms of there's some things that should not be accepted. There's some things that are just plain wrong, stupid, and that do go against human rights. 
So I'm all for that. But there's that line in the sand that's the, the mark of insanity that once you cross it, there's no going back. You've, it's, it's ridiculous at that point. And, yeah, right. But it, that's a judgment call. So who's going uh, to be gonna the to one to... Go ahead. No, no, go ahead. I was going to say, I'm going to have to revert back to you know an old quote that, you know, a person is smart, Roger. I mean, you, you as an individual are smart. The person who goes out and actually researches this stuff and what the actual content is, what, what's the story behind the story, you know, aside from the soundbite and all that nonsense, you know, a person is smart. People in general, though, are stupid, panicky, and dumb. Yep. I mean, they see a soundbite, they hear a story, and there are many, many people, and they may be very, very intelligent people, who will take that soundbite at face value, and they will make a snap judgment about a game. There's no doubt about it. So, I mean, as much as I, I agree with you that the, there is a, uh, a generation difference, that more and more people are, you know, making sure that they're informed about what precisely is going on, um, for every person that you have that actually does that, I'd say you probably have two or three people that don't bother with it. And they just take the soundbite for what it is, and they just start like, okay, well, you know, that's, you know, well... Uh, this 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 game's making fun of the Quran, or it's got references to it, and I don't want my child going up near that. And you know, I don't want to hear the argument against it, you know, unless somebody actually is going to bring me the argument, you know. Yeah. Now I don't want to go out and bother with it. Yeah. Now taking from that and uh, and looking at what this is now doing, we live in a time where there is huge Muslim fear. We live in a time, and, and I'm and and it's not. It's it's such a sensitive issue to tackle, even if you are being politically correct, because sadly, part of that fear is substantiated, but part of it is not, because it's a fear based on ignorance, assuming that everybody's the same as the loud people, the the ones that are, I can't remember what comedian it was, I think it was uh, Russell Peters, who yes it was, during one of his last uh, stand-up routines joked about how the the loud uh, Muslim people terrorists that you see on all of the news shots they show can be equated to the rednecks of the south that are the idiots of the country kind of thing they're just the yeah. most vocal and they're the ones that make for best news um, so what you've got now is you've got this fear and in something like this Instead of embracing a culture and still and by putting something like that in, which I mean, if you listen to the song, I, I no, I don't know everything that they're saying. I haven't bothered reading any tra- translation if there is one, but it's a beautiful, very calming song. Exactly. I can yeah. see how it would fit really nicely into Little Big Planet. Um, plus, it is I. One of the things that I loved about moving our family down to Ottawa from where we were before is that there is so much culture, it's unbelievable. We have people from every kind of background here, and our kids are now seeing a lot more of that, and so are we. And I feel that's a, a very important thing to, again, appreciate the beauty of each culture. So something like this tends to slam that 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 book close and say nope 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 we're taking that out because it might offend somebody and if you look at uh, I'm looking at the page right now for game politics where the American Muslim group leader slams Little Big Planet recall and his quote is Muslims cannot benefit from freedom of expression and religion and then turn around and ask that anytime their sensibilities are offended that the freedom of others be restricted the free market allows for expression of disfavor by simply not purchasing a game that may be offensive and I can't agree with that more I mean, it's that's exactly what my issue is with this. It's that 
they took a step that was so far beyond what was required and it is offensive to the point where it offends the Muslims that it's supposed to be protecting. Again, I don't know if it's necessarily protecting the, the Muslim, you know, interest or, or, you know, the American dream interest or, or, you know, it's a worldwide recall. So whatever it is, interest that's, you know, spread across the planet, whatever you want to call it. I don't think it's that. I, again, I think that this was done, a snap judgment, you know, this comes across some Sony executives front, you know, desk and says, we're publishing this game and we know that a lot's riding on this game and you know what we 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 don't want this we don't we don't want any type of you know negative feedback we don't want this to happen and so i'm going to make a decision it's going to be an extreme one you know in a lot of people's eyes i can't agree with you more roger but i'm saying that from the perspective of the sony executive you know the person who made the decision i i can't necessarily say that if i was in that person's position that i would not have done the same thing i i think it's extreme but i'm looking from the outsider's perspective in i mean you got to you got to you got to understand that Sony right now is got their backs against the wall. They have to move systems. I mean, if they don't move systems, no, 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 they're, they're not. Going to be screwed, dude. No, I, no, I, there I, are, their sales were going up before this game was even released. I'm not saying that their sales aren't going up, Raj. But what I'm saying is that when you compare it to the Wii's and the Xbox 360s, let's be real about this. Xbox 360 is has outsold them. The Wii has destroyed them. Well, the Wii has destroyed everybody, first of all. The 360, oh, oh, the 360 came out a year early, so had a lead on it, and the PS3 is going to have more legs than the 360 had, plus a lot less problems. Um, in terms of actual money, I'd be very interested to see how much money difference there is between the two simply because of that 1.78 was it or 1.8 billion dollars that Microsoft had to chill out for the red ring of death so in terms of money wise I don't think that's the argument again when you're looking at it in terms of where Sony makes their money it's not with the, P the PlayStation so whether they are making marginally more because they pull the game back or not I think is not the issue here I think the issue is Part of what you're saying about saving face, certainly, and being how if if they're selling tons of TVs and entertainment units and things like that in the Middle East, and something like this would change the image of what Sony represents, that plays more of a factor than having to worry about actual sales of the PlayStation Three. I don't know. If, uh, I don't agree with that because uh, I mean, you take take again. I'm going to default back to Resistance. They had a huge, you know, you know, public outcry in terms of Christianity when Resistance came out with that that church level. Here's what I'm saying by it, though. I'm saying that, okay, you say that, that Sony's not going to necessarily make money on their platform. I agree with you. As a matter of fact, I think the, the last time I actually heard anything about it was that I believe Sony has lost as much money as they made on the PS2 as they lost on the PS3. Yep. That they're, they're balancing now, right? And the thing is that they have to – how are they going to make money? They're going to make money by moving software, right? That's what but how do you move software? You have to move systems first. You see what I'm saying? Little Big Planet is their way to move platforms. And from there, you can kind of say, oh, well, I've got this platform. Let me see what's actually out there for it, and let me buy games for it. So, I mean, if you have a game that's going to be controversial that could hamper, you know, the, the people that you're trying to attract, which I, again, from my perspective, I see this as a trying to bridge the divide kind of thing, you know? make how We're not only giving you a Blu-ray player. We're not only giving you some, you know, hardcore games. But look, we've got Little Big Planet that's not only got a huge user base, but we're also going to give you this, you know, kid-friendly side, as you put it, to the game. Uh, that's the way I see it. Sean? 
penises galore. That's all you care about? <laughs> <laughs> you haven't been getting any for a while, have you? That's what it's all about. All yeah, right. Yeah. Well, on top of that, now, uh, you got to wonder if this was how much of an impact the Little Big Planet decision had on this, or if this was coming down the, the pipes any way you look at it. But, um, Sean, you were telling me about the Fallout 3 being re- um, not being released in India as well. Yeah. Um, now, that's just no. a rumor at this point, though. There hasn't been anything specific said, right? Well, they're saying they, Microsoft had apparently announced that it's not planning on releasing it in India due to cultural sensitivities, but they won't state why. That's the only thing that we're getting on it. A lot of people are saying it's the two-headed cows uh, called the Brahim because uh, it's a sacred animal. But, I mean, same thing like with Little Big Planet. This has been, those things have been in the game since Fallout 1 and Fallout 2, so I don't understand why now is such a big idea. Yeah, what I read too is the the PS3 and the PC versions weren't actually scheduled to be released in India any way you look at it. Um, I went to the the gaming India's gamingindians.com, which I'd never heard of before, um, site which talked about this as well. And apparently nobody is actually saying why. It's just this cultural sensitivities between quotes, um, but nobody's actually saying what it is about it that would be so offensive that they wouldn't they wouldn't publish it. So, again, at what point then, like, at what point is it becoming ridiculous? And, yeah. And uh, at what point do you, again, though, in this case here, at least they're saying, fine, you know what? The Indian community has a problem with this. We're just not going to release it there. Everybody else can have it. Yeah, a lot of people know. are arguing, though, too. They're saying, they're like, oh, well, India has a good idea, you know, they shouldn't have done. They should be allowed to ban it and not release it in India because of this. Blah yada yada yada. But I mean, like I said before, when is too far? Too far. You're going towards this direction. Eventually, we're going to have no World War II games because Germany is going to keep getting offended by it, and so on and so on. You know? <laughs> yeah. You know, well, I'd like to know. I'd like to know, and and you know, this is no disrespect to any uh, Indian native, you know, out there. I'd like to know precisely how how big of a how big of a gaming audience is there. How much how much of an investment would Microsoft have to put out there to actually get those units moved out there? I mean, because I mean, like you said, the PS3 and the PC versions were never slated to re- be released there. So. You know what I'm saying? How much was it necessarily a cultural thing? I mean, that may they may be you know not to say conspiracy theorists or anything like that, but how much money would they have shelled out to create an Indian version of the game? Well, when you start talking about the the conspiracy things again, I'm going to fall back on and I think it's naive to believe that it does not happen. How much of this is meant to create a stir before it comes out to generate sales? Same thing with whether it's Little Big Planet or this now, which is far too coincidental that something like this happened right on the heels of Little Big Planet, when in fact already PS3 and PC versions were not going to be there, and now Microsoft is making a big deal about potentially not putting it out there. So really, how much of this is just using... Is it Microsoft making a big deal out of it, or is it the media making a big deal out of it? I I find it naive to believe that it's not Microsoft. In the same way that Sony had their viral campaigns for the PSP, you know, they all do it. It's a it's a means of generating interest in something before it's released to make sales. So, I mean, if you're going to talk conspiracy 
things. Like it's it's there. It's just you can't identify when it is actually a viral thing or not. But something like this, I see far too much, too many issues with it where it's it's far too coincidental at this time right now that they would decide this. I mean, the game's coming out on the twenty eighth, twenty seventh, twenty eighth, and they're I'm announcing this right now. Yeah, and here's what I'm saying about this. Okay, this concept that I, I'll agree, I'll give you this, Roger. I believe that they baited the media. Okay, uh, this this I think. I mean, okay, for especially when you're talking about American media audience or an English media audience, North America, whatever. You know, where you're going to move the most amount of games, the most amount of you know software. Um, to to say that that you know, oh well, we're not going to release this game in India because of cultural things. I mean. I think they baited the media, okay? I, when you talk about, you know, Joystick, who has this up, I think, right now, and whoever else may actually bite on this and say, hoo-hoo-hoo, this is a big deal. I mean, oh, a ton of people if I were editing this, I would be like, okay, so what? I mean, it's like, you know, it was never slated for release, as it says here, never slated for release in PS3 and, PS, and PC versions. Um, so, whoop-de-doo. I mean, they baited him into it. Yeah, they're trying to get extra advertising out there, and wow, this game's controversial. We, you know, maybe I should go buy that. Well, uh, see, that's, again, one hand rubs the other. You know, it's it's honestly, it's, again, the, the, the distributor winds up winning because they're generating interest, and then all of the news sites wind up generating um, page views, which equates to advertisement ticks, which is X amount of pennies per tick. So it's a money grab making fools of anybody who reads the article over time. So, and again, it's, it may not be that, but it's far too coincidental at this point, and it happens all the time. So, I I don't know. I call I call fall play on that one. Shenanigans. I don't say that. <laughs> not in Canada. We don't use that term. All right. We're going to take a short break, and when we come back, we're going to tackle um, the Star Wars new announcement as well as the Unreal Tournament expansion that the, that's got Sean all in an uproar. So we'll be back in a couple of minutes. A.K.A. Okay, Roger needs more liquor. I'm out, dude. I was sucking on ice cubes at the end there. <laughs> From the crooked elves that look like women and they smell like hell. So if you would take my sound advice, keep a distance of at least ten feet. I'd rather go fishing with an ixia than to go fishing with an elf. I'd rather go swimming with a dead merlock than boating with an ugly elf. Their voices are feminine, they don't resemble men, their bodies are void of hair. And so I'm sure you can understand why they give me such a scare. Oh. Stay away from the crooked elves that look like women and they smell like hell. So if you would take my sound advice, keep a distance of at least ten feet. Despite my better judgment, I once went camping with an elf. He stole my s'mores and dented my pots and made the campground smell. A lavender and rosebud, such nasty smells they be. So I went and threw him into the lake, and then I went and had some tea. <laughs> oh, stay away from the crooked elves that look like women and they smell like hell. So if you would take my sound advice, keep a distance of at least ten feet. I hate elves. I like beating them with 
fishes and things because they got long ears and I don't like long ears and they're blue and some of them are pink because I hate out. One of the big news announces that just came up has got Sean up in a, a frenzy is the Star Wars MMO. Sean, yes. tell me what this is all about. Uh, pretty much LucasArts said, fuck you, Sony. Uh, removed, not really removed licensing, but kind of veered off away from them. And went to Bioware, and they were going to make a next-generation quote-unquote MMO. Everyone was speculating, you know, Knights of the Old Republic, Knights of the Old Republic, Star Wars Galaxies 2, you know, you name it. And it turns out to be Knights of the Old Republic MMO. Now, the Old Republic. Mixed, old Republic. We're talking like, they're saying it's 300 years after Knights of the Old Republic 2. So, and you can start off choosing either the light side or the dark side, Jedi or Sith. Now, the problem that a lot of people are having with this is it's either going to be good or it's going to be Star Wars Galaxies all over the fucking game, you know, and have absolutely zero player base and a ton of problems. Now, and, that being said, where is Galaxies at now? I've, I've honestly, I've never played it. I've... Whenever it's been in the news, I've only barely read it because I could care less. Where is it at now? Well, uh, I'll tell you where it was at when it first started before they changed everything. You're talking sandbox MMO, do whatever you want, build houses, build cities, you know. Um, Jedi took years, years to get. You know, you had to be really lucky, one of the chosen few, to become a Jedi. And when you were, you could be hunted by other players who were bounty hunters and killed and when you were killed, you lost a huge chunk of experience. And Jedi experience was extremely hard to grind. And you're talking 27 different classes. You can mix and match classes all you want, different parts of the class. Say you want to be use a rifle from the rifleman tree, but you also want to be a bounty hunter. You could do that. Well, they saw WoW, and they said, wow, look, this guy has 9 million subscribers. We should do it like that. Stripped all the classes down to 9 classes. And made Jedi a starting class. You're talking three years of people playing this game just to become Jedi, then make it a starting class. And they had the whole level system, they revamped the entire game and lost at least 60% of their player base and completely fucked it. Right now, all servers are either low, very low, or medium, as opposed to very high when it was before. And uh, like I said, they lost 60% of their player base. There's been rumors of server merges, rumors of LucasArts shutting this down. It's it's just been one of the worst mistakes a company has made in gaming history. When's the last time you played it? Uh, last week, three months ago. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I come back to it every now and then. I really do, just to kind of be like, you know what? Um, it might be I can tolerate it, and then I just use it, usually end up pissed off at the world and stop playing. How is that different than any other aspect of your life? Well, Star Wars Galaxies was the only MMO... Oh, thanks. <laughs> Star Wars Galaxies was the only MMO that I actually come back to all the time. Like, I've resubbed to Star Wars Galaxies pre-NGE before... More than I've uh, resubscribed resubscribe to World of Warcraft. Yeah, resubscribe has nothing to do with nothing. It's the amount of time that you've put into both of them. We're talking like resubscribing and playing for a good eight months straight. And then leaving to try out something else. And then resubscribing again eight months straight. So what's yeah. your take on this, though? Honestly, is it just fearful or is it hopeful? It's both. You know, Bioware makes good games. I have faith in them. LucasArts is kind of up in the air. But again, you know, there's so many ways they can fuck this up that it's just it's also fearful, too. Hmm. 
I think uh, I I was watching, um, well, I wasn't watching anything. I I caught up on a bunch of the nonsense that came through. I think they had the the announcement yesterday, the media press media announcement or whatever the hell you want to call it. Um, it, It's it's interesting. I I think this is going to be a hard one to judge from the outset because here's, here's the way I see it. You got Bioware, which is arguably one of the more formidable, you know, um, Western style uh, uh, RPG makers. And then KOTOR was, you know, a damn good game. No doubt about it. KOTOR 2, I think, was not as good, but it was still pretty good. Um, And this one looks, looks, stylized wise, it, it looks like KOTOR. Supposedly LucasArts is throwing out the, uh, is throwing in, you know, uh, audio for it to make it, you know, the genuine audio sounds and everything else. Um, it, it, the problem is, is that I'm fearful about this whole Galaxies thing. I mean, and Star Wars, a Star Wars MMO, especially when you had things that you just talked about. I mean, I had a buddy of mine who, who started off in Galaxies and he was excited about the same premise that, you know, you had to work to actually, you know, become a Jedi. And it was like, you didn't, you couldn't just simply play as the class. You had to unlock the class, you know? I mean, yeah. that's that's pretty interesting. I thought that was an actually a pretty interesting uh, game concept. I think it was poorly executed given how much time you actually had to spend to actually do it. But, I mean, it was interesting at the very least. Um, with this one, uh, it, it's going to be hard to judge, especially since, you know, they just announced it. I, I want to know more details, isn't it? EA having some involvement with it, um, it's that's that's mixed things for me. I, I don't know what to say about that either. I don't I think mean, that EA's involvement has anything to do with anything. I mean, they they put out crap just as well as they put out good stuff. I, I exactly. I don't exactly. think it has any bearing on anything at all. Well, no, see, that's why I've got mixed feelings about it. I mean, EA. When you think about it, I mean, EA this year looks to be touting, you know arguably one of the strongest uh, uh, lineups for, you know, projects. I mean, you, you got, I mean, a game that I just finished uh, up, and I mean, I, I, I would have never guessed that it came from an EA development studio, like an in-house studio. It was Dead Space. Yeah, but I mean, EA is buying everything. Oh, yeah, they are. EA is tossing money left, right, and center because they have the money to toss. So they're just the, the 600-pound gorilla that's just eating all the berries. They, they, they're doing, do gorillas eat berries? Uh, well, I don't, anyways, I don't, moving right along, <laughs> they've got too much power, and they are exerting it in the gaming sense. So, to to when I see an EA logo on anything, it means nothing to me, as opposed oh, to seeing a Bioware or something else that can mean something. But EA means nothing. We'll talk about EA. It says that EA. The, this game is the reason why EA paid eight hundred and sixty million to purchase Bioware and Pandemic. Yeah. That's that's nuts. I mean, here's here's my problem with it. Okay, you say that. Oh well, you know, when I see Bioware on it, then I'm impressed. I mean, I, here, here's here's my beef with that. Okay, and, and and this is something I've had a beef with for you know a while since it actually happened when uh, Activision and Vivendi uh, took over. You know, Blizzard. This has got to be one of my biggest beefs. Is that if you see what Blizzard is slowly becoming, they're becoming more of your standard. You know, development team, and that's not to say that they're they're going to deliver sub, deliver subpar products. But I mean, one of the biggest things, one of the biggest disappointing announcements that I've heard from them recently was that 
they're going to sell StarCraft two in three installments. Okay, we already covered that. We're not doing that again. But I no, agree no, with I you. That. No, no, I but I agree. I agree with you. That. It's once Vivendi took over, that's why so many of the original crew left. Is because it became a corporation. It it was less Absolutely. about the, the 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 joy of making a game and more about the business of making a game. So I agree right. with you. So which is EA what EA is all about. BioWare, when EA takes over Bioware and they're now part of this process, what does that do to Bioware's name? For me, that's why I'm unnerved about this. Okay, is is Bioware going to retain its you know individual operations, and EA is just going to be providing you know monetary backup for them, or is EA going to be sitting there, you know, again the 800 pound gorilla in the room saying he's 600 pounds, oh, 600 pounds, whatever the hell you want to call him. I mean, God, he's eating berries. Are making his ass fat. I mean, um, it, it's are they going to be looming over them? I mean, that's that's the issue here, and it's just. I want to see more details about it. I want more specifics. I don't know what to think about the game at this point. Well, in all honesty, the only thing that I will continue to think about is galaxies. Now, I don't represent the majority uh, uh, of people. The, the thing is, too, is that I'm not a huge Star Wars Star Wars fanatic, uh, unlike say Sean or a lot of other people I know. I'm not a huge Star Wars fanatic, so it's not like I'm looking at this with any hope whatsoever what uh, if it was a good game a good mmo then fine i i would accept it and i'd 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 play it however in the back of my mind i'm always going to be thinking about galaxies and that has marred that name now oh yeah big time absolutely so and then the next one up is the uh unreal tournament uh expansion sean yeah that's pretty funny they're expecting to sell three million units across all three councils for the expansion but <laughs> i just don't see it you know the ut99 was a great game it was an absolutely amazing game and the ut2004 even though i didn't play it as extensively as i did 99 was a decent game you know it was pretty good but ut3 is just absolute utter garbage it's so bloated with shit you can't get anti-aliasing unless you have a direct x10 card and if you have a card where you actually have the tools um, to modify your graphics card, you have to force anti-aliasing on there, and it looks like absolute garbage on DirectX 9. And it's just, it's also Clippy B. He's just, it's, it's a waste of money in my opinion. You know, for the expansion, why don't they just cut their losses and try to make a new one? The online, I installed it actually recently before this announcement was made, and I went online, and there's only about three servers that were not even near full. The rest of them were empty. It's just. You know, cut your losses. Leave. Yeah. yeah. No, I agree. Unreal Tournament back in the day was something to that that actually meant something. It was a it yeah. was a good name. It was something you could rely on. It was a ton of fun. Um, but as of late, I could care less. I don't have the new ones. I haven't tried them. I I could give a rat's ass. Um, it's like Quake though. You know, Quake One was awesome. Quake Two was fun. Quake Three, eh, all right. And then you have Quake Wars Enemy Territories. It's kind of like you know. Just cut your losses and just stop. Now, I haven't tried enemy territory. Actually, we may very well have our guest that I was talking to you about, uh, the, the clan leader for uh, for Quake on, um, maybe as early as next week, although listeners don't hold me to that. Um, <laughs> but uh, I haven't tried uh, enemy territory except for the demo. And the demo was a freaking blast. My, was my, it really? Yeah, my youngest and I played it, and we had a blast with it. The um, the controls were were tight. The uh, the the gameplay was a lot of fun. The um, different things you could control, whether it was the uh, the, the 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 flying machines, the um, 
I can't. Yeah, you can control the chopper, if I'm not mistaken. The um, the any vehicles, anything, everything worked very, very well and was actually a lot of fun. Um, but I didn't play the, the the full game, so I'm not gonna speak like I know it. Um, well, my beef with it was it with blah, was it was after it came out relatively close to the Battlefield 2 expansions. It just felt like Battlefield 2 with a completely different makeover to it, you know, graphical wise. Right. And that was my beef with it. But I know I might pick it up again and give it a shot and see how I like it. You know, my views have changed on different games every now and then, so we'll have to see. Yeah. And and again, I'm not saying that it is any better. I, I haven't played enough of it to see. I But I did enjoy the demo enough that I would have picked up the game were it not that other games took priority. So, yeah. like, if I've got a choice between uh, Battlefield Bad Company and... Quake Enemy Territory, I'm going to take Bad Company. I oh, I really enjoy Bad Company a lot. I, I still play it quite a bit, and um, and so, but it's completely different. But if I'm going to play a first first person shooter kind of thing, there's a lot of other ones that I would pick before that. That doesn't mean that it's bad. Um, it just means that like it's it's been rehashed so much that come on, enough is enough. Come up with something <laughs> either really dynamic and different that'll hold my interest, or give it up, like you're saying. So, well, case in point, the Team Fortress 2. If I'm going to play a first-person shooter just to have fun and bounce around and play before anything else, before even Call of Duty 4, I'm bouncing into Team Fortress 2. Oh, I, definitely. I cannot get enough of that game. <laughs> but it's a completely di- different dynamic. And everything that it does, in my opinion, it does well. Yeah. So it doesn't mean that Enemy Territory was not good. It's just that it wasn't enough to bring enough people to the table to take them away from something that's completely different and fun. Yeah. So, it was pretty interesting. You got the uh, releases for the week? Of course. A lot of good games. Uh, Fable 2, of course. I picked that up. Although, you know what? It's still sitting in the box. I still haven't had a chance to play it. I'm hoping to help. Well, I only picked it up yesterday. It just came out yesterday. So, I... uh, Still. Interesting story. Oh, yeah. Not my fault. Not my fault. But I picked it up yesterday on my way into the office, stopped at the Future Shop, and all they had were the regular editions. And I wanted the collectors because it's got the extra dungeon and it's got the Halo uniform, which I know it sounds stupid, but eh, I want to see what it looks like. And uh, a couple other things. And there was no collectors. And I had to... I'd gone the day before to check to see if there was a chance they'd put it out early, and they hadn't. But the guy had checked the computer and said, yeah, we got X amount of copies. They're here. So when I went the next day and they weren't there, I had to go through three guys before one of their lazy asses finally went to the back and came back with a copy. Because they kept saying, oh, no, we don't have any. And I kept having to tell them, no, 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 no. You got one. Go get me one. <laughs> so I did get it, and uh, I was going to play. It's mainly going to be a game that I'm going to be playing with the wife, actually, because she's interested in in it as well. And with the co-op, it'll be fun to play together. So it's just last night she didn't feel like, like gaming, so we didn't try it. So I'm hoping that tonight we'll give it a shot. But I'm so looking forward to that game. What was that? I said, you got to get her in the mood, Raj. Come on. Well, that's the problem. She was just in a different way. Hi-yo. <laughs> Moving right along. Just relax the throat and loosen the jaw. Mm-hmm. Um, anyways, talking about actually Fable 2, I finally finished um, Fable of Lost Chapters. Got all the way to the end. And? In four days. And how'd you like it? I was I was actually really impressed with the game. Dude, I could not put it down. See, like, I, I just wanted to get more and more evil, just beat up kids, and so on. Chicken. Uh, I, I actually know, I, didn't I, I try it. 
I don't know about this series. But like, uh, I, I don't know about this series. I, I'm, I played through what I played through the first Fable, and um, it was a, an interesting concept, um, and it touted some huge, huge, you know, claims that it was, you know, such an open-ended thing, and that you know you had uh, choices to make, and blah blah blah. And um, it's those games, as although that there are alternative alternate endings and, and whatever else, um, it just didn't seem too exceptional to me. So I mean, I, I don't know how well uh, Fable Two is. I mean, and I've seen some of the reviews, and and you know, you've got relatively low marks for certain things in the game. I mean, they they don't necessarily say it's a bad game, but they're giving it relatively low marks. Well, the ones that I've seen have been from like an 8.8 and up, up to as much as a a 9.5. Well, that's the interesting part. I mean, like if, I think if you check the IGN, like, I mean, you know, who IGN, but if you check IGN's review, I think that they actually have multiple eights like inside the actual like graphics or presentation or whatever else. See, at what point did an eight become a bad score? (laughs) <laughs> no, no, no. I'm not saying that an 8 is a bad score. But, I mean, the game itself, to me, has never been fabled as, as, a, as, a, you know, as a franchise, as a standalone. It has never been that impressive to me. There, there are big things that they, it tries to do, but it ultimately doesn't deliver. See, and that's I, where I think that Fable 2 is actually going to come into play. Now, I, and I'm, I'm not trying to sound like a fanboy by any means, um, because I haven't tried it. I don't know how good it's going to be. I'm going by the developers' blogs. I've been following all of the develop, developers' blogs that have been coming out on the 360 uh, and things like that. So I've got high hopes based on what they're claiming is going to be in the game. I'm trying to take whatever Peter Moneymer money news says um with a grain of salt because i mean he will slam the first fable as being a disaster and praise fable 2 and you got to wonder how much of that is just pushing the press to generate interest or how much of it is um truth in that he's looking at how far the company has come since fable 1 i think that the the concepts behind fable are sound i think the fact that your consequences, or sorry, your your choices have consequences. I think that's something that you should see more in games. Um, it's just that Fable had a very limited way of doing that. Whereas exactly. now that the technology has advanced in such a way that they can do it justice, I think that now I'm I'm really hoping that with Fable Two, that yeah, your consequences, every sorry choices again. Every choice you make has a very serious consequence. Um, I'm, again, I and I may wind up, you know, in a couple of days saying this game is really not what I was expecting, but my hopes are very high that they're doing what they said they would say, and that again, it's a, it's it's actual consequences for your actions. So the concept is good. It's whether or not they actually can do it. And again, it it falls to the the consoles and how your 360 and especially your your PS3. I don't even consider the Wii because it's 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 a GameCube 1.0. It doesn't count or 1.5. Uh, but the other two consoles, there's a lot more that they could do with those consoles that they couldn't do with those the last gen consoles. So whereas you have to look at a game like Fable and look at okay. This is what you had in terms of a concept. If if you could do what you really wanted to do with it, how good would it be? And in my opinion, everything behind Fable, if they could do it as well as they wanted to, would be a fantastic game. 
it's a it's a good concept. It, it, it is a great concept. This this whole kind of th- the whole concept that you know your actions are intertwined with everything else in the game, and that you know one thing can you know have this little ripple effect on everything else. Um, and you see, you know, you say that the, the technology is there. That now the technology is there, I, I, and I'd have to argue that the technology was there. I'm saying that the the claims that they were touting and and the things that they were saying that they were going to accomplish, um, they're big claims. And you have to execute them properly. I mean, and for example, I mean, just a game that, in my opinion, executed something similar, and it was nowhere near the depth of what they were trying, you know, Fable tries to do or, you know, claims to try to do. Um, and this is going to go way back on you. I mean, what, almost a decade now. Uh, Deus Ex. I mean, that game, I'm not sure if either one of you played this, yep. but yep. that game had such a, it. I think that's got to be one of the first games that I've ever seen actually have actions have consequences not only in particular like the overarching story you know but the actual interconnectivity and the immediate you know consequences of the actions i think that i think that game had a better you know everything that you do has an actual consequence than fable 1 did but I mean, in in different ways though in different ways granted but, but i think they executed it better in ds next oh yeah 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 oh yeah no without a doubt four years ago i mean Talking about that, they announced three, by the way. Fable three? No. Uh, oh, Deus, Deus Ex three. three. Yeah. No, no, yeah, no. I, I just, we don't talk about Deus Ex two. That game never happened. That, that... <laughs> I liked two. You liked two? Oh, oh I loved two. Uh, I couldn't stand it. I didn't, I, th- I think that they, 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 let, I, here's my honest opinion of the second one. I think the second one um, was created for a console, and they took away so much of what made the original PC game great by doing that. I mean, and to give you an example, and you know, people, I remember there were a lot of reviews saying, oh, well, it doesn't matter whether it's on PC or, or, or console and blah, blah, blah. Um, the game at launch did not play on PC. That's insulting. I mean, considering where the game's roots were and everything else, I mean, they stripped the game down. I, I think that I, I didn't like the second one. I, and I thought that the story was a lot more lackluster. I thought the that concept that we're talking about, every action has a you know a consequence. I thought that was played down, wasn't nearly uh, as well executed. Um, I don't know. I, I didn't like the second one too much. Yeah, I I'm hoping the third one's good. What else is coming out this week? Um, Far Cry Two. Yeah, that was a big one too. Uh, Bioshock yeah, on PS3. Yeah, they've actually got new content in that that wasn't in the. Um, the 360 version. Were not for the fact that I've actually picked up the 360 version. I would probably pick up the the PS3 version before it. Um, but I've got the the 360 version, so there's no point in having to. Wii music. That is the most ridiculous thing. Period. I think it looks I, awesome. Oh, dude, it's stupid. It's stupid. Stupid. It's it's Wii Sports does rock band is what it is i it, think it looks cool oh my god it's something that you would put your three-year-old in front of the tv to play which is why you should like it which is why sean no. likes it yeah exactly <laughs> dude oh my god it's just uh the 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 more uh, nintendo so reached the peak Three. and then dropped and it was such a plummet 
it was unbelievable. The new stuff between the Wii Fit and this crap and everything else, uh, literally the, the only time our Wii has been turned on in the past months was for my son to play. We picked up a copy, a used copy of Metroid Prime, and he played that, and he, he really enjoyed it, even though it looks like shit on the big screen. Um, but that's it. We never turn it on anymore. There's nothing to buy. There's nothing worthwhile. And all they're coming out with is crap like this now where they're trying to bridge a gap between 80-year-olds that have a pension and bought themselves a Wii and kids, and it's not going to happen. <laughs> I, I, you know, what? I, 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 as much as I can't, I can't agree with you more on that, Roger. I, I, there's, I, I, and this is this is amazing because I mean I can't believe I've said that many this many times in jail <laughs> this yeah. podcast uh, or ever for that fact. Um, but you know what? I, as much as I don't like it, I can't hate them for that. When you tap into such a you know largely untapped market, um, and you're making bank, and you're making that much bank off of it, I. Well, in that case, though, you know what? I think it's your responsibility to actually come out then with stuff that's actually good. See, that's where my opinion lies. But see, yeah, but see, the problem is, is that you have a company like Nintendo where they actually make their money from hardware sales, not software sales, as opposed to PS3 and 360, where they are more, they're driven to create good games because that is where they're going to make their money. Whereas Nintendo, instead of coming up with a good game, is just going to come out with a a DS that has a laser etching of a Pokemon, and it's going to generate enough money to, you know, buy their CEO a a summer home in Malibu. So, it's not about creating good games. And that's, there should be an actual, you know what, you created something, you sold a bazillion copies of this, uh, of this hardware, now create something good for people to actually play on this. Because otherwise, you suckered them in and you took their money. Which, again, I, I know is naive to think that that's not what it's all about. But, God damn it, give us something. I'm, I'm not going to go so far as to say that, that Nintendo is producing bad games. I'm not going to go that far. Uh, I think that they're... What's they're, the last good one? <laughs> what's the last, what's the last good the, Nintendo uh, IP game? I'm going to revert back to Sarah Palin. I'll get back to you with that yeah, one. Yeah, yeah, nice. Here, here's, the, here's the way I see it. The, the <laughs> has, here's the way I see it. The Nintendo has um, peripheral-driven sales, and you're saying that they don't make necessarily money off of software. I'd argue, I'd beg to differ, since, they're ch- then, since arguably their games are cheaper to produce because they're essentially games that were produced, you know, two, three years ago, you know, in terms of actual graphics and audio quality and everything else. I mean, they're working off of... Te- Technology that's literally from the past in terms of how it's outputting it, how it's generating um, interactivity, you know, user interactivity. That's the difference now. But um, I'm not going to say that they're making bad games. Um, I'm just going to say that they're not making games that are for the hardcore. They are tapping into a niche that is largely untapped. And, and that's where I'm disagreeing with you. And I'm disagreeing with you based on the fact that I have one. I've played the games. And I'm not going to sit here and say I'm a hardcore gamer. No, you know what? Yes, I do game a lot, but I'm not a hardcore gamer per se. Um, so it's not like it's it's that hard to please me. I mean, really look at the company I keep. No offense, guys. But if you're looking at a lot of the games that Nintendo is producing... 
I'm sorry, but they're not good. And what's happening is that the third-party games for the Wii are crap. They have been since the beginning. Everybody knows that. There's a couple of few exceptions, but for the most part, the games are crap. The ones that are supposed to be good are the Nintendo-specific IP games. And what's happening is that, sadly, most of those, those games, especially now are just as much crap as the third-party games. So where am I? I've spent money on this system. i spent money on the console. i spent a f- small fucking fortune on extra remotes and nunchucks, those damn bastards. So where's a game that I can enjoy with my family that's actually good? Because it wasn't Super Smash Bros. It wasn't Paper Mario. It wasn't, you know, what's, what is it? Put the nunchucks up and teach your son some ninja moves. Yeah, you'll kick your ass, let me tell you. Oh, bring it, I, bring it, little man. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think, I think you, I, I'm a, again, I'm gonna have to agree with you, Roger, on on a, a certain part of that. Is that, you know, the Wii initially when it launched, there was a, still, uh, you, it's still not impossible to find, but it's still arguably much more difficult to find, uh, in hardware purposes anyway, um, than either PS3 or Xbox 360. Um, but the question, and I think this is ultimately the question that everyone's posing in Nintendo, um, not a, I'd say a majority of the people asking it are people who are of the more hardcore audience. And they're not, they're not necessarily hardcore, but they play games more avidly, and they're saying, okay, I've got this system. What looks good? What is good? Um, oh, you know what? Hardcore what gave game up game? a long time ago. What is the ago? next game for the Wii? And I don't, I, 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 I haven't, you can argue, what was that? Um, there's this... Oh, Lord, I can't remember the name of the title now. It's a black and white uh, game, action game. Lots of kind of like black and white blood and all that stuff about uh, that's coming out for the Wii, and I can't remember the name of it. But um, that, you know, has got a lot of buzz. But is it the next It game? I mean, hell, I can't even remember the name of it. So I, I don't I don't see it being the next It game. So, I mean... No, I'll, a- I'll argue with you on that because hardcore gamers gave up on... Hardcore and, like... Medium softcore gave up on the Wii a long, long time ago. I wanted the unit to do well. I seriously wanted it to do well. The technology behind it, even though it looks like shit, the, the the technology behind it is there that it could do well. The problem is, is that it's not. There's not enough games to hold it up. On top of that, pardon me. On top of that, you've got. Um, Again, a company that cares more about the hardware sales, which, I, I mean, I don't know the exact numbers of what it is, but you just have to look at the fact that they've got, what, 47 different types of DSs, for Christ's sakes? Like, it's not about the games, it's about the hardware, getting more hardware. By the time they get to the point where they're hurting for cash, which, based on how much they've made recently, I don't know, it's going to take a while. But at that <laughs> point, all they're going to do is they're going to shove a DVD player inside of the Wii and shove it out and say, here you go. That's we love you boys. We 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 this is this is fan service. We're giving you what you've been asking for. But there's still no goddamn games. And here's Next Mario year. Sodomy. Yeah. yeah well, right. dude, I w- at this point I'd play that. You just move the Wii up and down if Mario gets off. Yeah. Using wow. a chuck to slap every once in a while. <laughs> the next uh, Wii hardware update they were talking about is not due until I think they're estimating 2010, and I think the only big things that they're going to add to the hardware I think is HD capabilities and, like you said, a DVD. A DVD. Yeah. Welcome to yeah. five years ago. And then Duke Nukem right. Forever will come out. Woo-hoo! Yeah, right. <laughs> Bad chance. 
Um, it's it's I, I don't know. I, I I think the Wii. I, I I'm I've got a whole bunch of uh, of ideas about how Nintendo you know why they chose to go that route and why they're still choosing to stick to their guns on this route. And you know they they keep touting this thing that oh you know it's inclusive everybody's playing so on and so forth and you you make a good point that a, a vast majority of their games now um, aren't the greatest of games I mean and there's nothing really on the horizon that makes you go oh wow you know I have to pick that up for the week no um, there is nothing there's nothing let's be honest and it's gotten to the point where I will check my news feeds daily for everything going on with the PS3. Everything going on with the um, the the 360. I'll even check with everything going on with the iPhone, which I know you hate to hear, but I will because it's a platform of importance <laughs> right now. I will check the PSP even, and I will even go as far as to check the DS. But I don't bother with the Wii because you know what's the, the point? What's the point? Yeah. So moving right along before we get completely derailed. Anything else, John? <laughs> Uh, that's about it. Oh, Dead Space for PC, but I mean that's been out for a while for Xbox, so we already pretty much know how crazy that game is. So, and just so Have that you actually played that, not yet. Um, I've seen videos. I've seen other people play it. I've read the reviews. It's pretty much supposed to be like System Shock Two, just on crack. Mm, I call it a Resident Evil kind of ish. Yeah, Resident Evil Four, but. I don't know. The scares are different. It's more of an immersion, immersion scare rather than, you know, a you know, really, really, really scary game. So Yeah. It's a great game. It's just, it's hard to put it up by, you know, standard metrics, I think. It's, it's a, it does so many things well that the things that it doesn't do necessarily so well, it's very, very hard to notice them. So. I got the impression initially that it was way too hyped. And I, which is what actually put me off on it. It, it was. I think. I, I think that the game. I think that the game's story does not live up to what the hype is. That's not to say that the story is bad, but I think what they could have done with the story um, is not necessarily what they did do with the story. There's so much, you know, backstory that there was thrown out, and like uh, they had the, with the animated comics, and they put. I think they're putting out a DVD and. And, you know, there's so much exposition in this, um, and they wanted to create a new IP, a new, you know, something that could stand alone and possibly even create something for sequels, possibly, you know, whether that, that's going to happen or not, who knows. But um, it's, the game is good. It's just, is it great, amazing game of the year? No, it's not game of the year. Is it great? It's it's pretty good. It's borderline great. It's just, how good is it? And uh, I don't know. It's It's good. It's worth the purchase. I think it's worth playing, you know. I think it's going to be the worst, worth a rental, not a, a purchase, in my my opinion. I think it's I think it's going to be one of those games. I mean, all right, let me let me put it this way. Um, one of the one of the games I have for the PS3 is MGS4. Okay, um, I have yet to go back and actually pl- replay through that game. Um, I will probably be more inclined to play through this first before I go back and play MGS4. And I've played through other MGS games. So I mean that's how that's how, I, I think that in itself. I mean even though Dead Space replayability, you already know what the story is, you know, you know. But I think the difficulty settings, the the different achievements and whatever else that's in there, I think that they're worth taking a second shot through. I I mean I played the game through on medium difficulty, quote unquote normal. You know, there's an impossible difficulty. Hell yeah, when I try that because I mean the game at certain points and medium was difficult. So I want to see what that you know extreme difficulty is. So. 
Hmm. I don't know. I I think it's worth the purchase. Um, maybe not necessarily the sixty dollars purchase. Maybe you know if you're a really really cheap ass gamer, Roger, um, then you go ahead and uh, <laughs> then you go ahead and you know wait a, you know until cut drops. Yeah, but again, look at what we're what it's up against right now. It's up Pirate. against a Fable oh, yeah. Two. It's up against a Little Big Planet. It's up against Fallout Three coming out in a week. Um, am I gonna give a rat's ass about it now? That's the problem. No, I'm not. That is it's, the problem. It's, it's, there's far too many things. Let me put it to you this way: I would be more inclined to spend the twenty bucks on the um, Portal Still Alive that just came out today. Which, oh god, I'm dying to play. I'd rather spend my money on that on Dead Space, just because again, there's I know that my time is going to be occupied by Little Big Planet and Fable Two, and then once Fallout Three comes out, that's my Oblivion crack coming back to haunt me. It's going to be bye bye. Don't even talk to me for for weeks on end. Yeah, Roger's going to be sitting in a recliner with a big erection eating a steak while playing Fallout 3. And drinking Sambuca, dude. All right, just so that people don't think that this was just a gaming show, this week's releases on DVDs, um, really not too much going. Uh, the the big one, of course, being the, the Incredible Hulk. And just to piss me off further, we've got three releases, same as they've been doing recently quite a bit of. you got your, your normal edition that has only the single disc and then it's got the enhanced special edition edition uh, DVD and then it's got the blu-ray. The kicker here is that the the the, the special edition DVD is a 3 disc. 3 goddamn how much of the hulk do you really need to see <laughs> that you need 3 discs full of crack? Like really come on. And the movie was not good enough to warrant 3 discs of extra viewing. <laughs> I mean, it was all right. It was fun. It was good. I, I I always love seeing Liv Tyler on the screen, but three discs. So yeah, I more Edward Norton. Yeah, well, I can do without him. Lots of green dye wasted. Yeah. So basically that, and then we got uh, again TV um, TV seasons coming out. Um, seeing a lot more of the Blu-ray stuff coming out now where they're making a big deal about it and you see it announced. Um, but they're older shows. Um, again, Casino Royale, Two Disc Collector's Edition of Sweeney Todd and whatnot, and The Strangers. Um, now that they won the format war, you're seeing a lot more where they're actually taking the time now to press, whether it's regular uh, versions or collector's editions. Isn't there a... Uh, isn't there a uh a Blu-ray version of the older Bond movies coming out. You mentioned, uh, you know, Casino Royale. I, from what I HD. know, yeah. yeah, yeah. There's actually that's this week as well. The 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 James Bond Blu-ray collection six pack is out Let's with the Doctor No and Die Another Day, yeah. Live and Let Die, and For Your Eyes Only, From Russia with the Love, and Thunderball. So yeah, those are uh, those are out as well. But you're seeing a lot more of those now, where the um, older shows are coming out on DVD. The only problem I have is that, again, I, they're, they're a little too expensive to pick up for the most part. Um, they've got to seriously see about dropping down the, dropping the price on them because it's, it's just not worth it in terms of the difference that you see. Unless it's a movie that's one that you really love that you're going to watch again, I'm going to rent it on Blu-ray, but I'm not going to necessarily buy it because it's not worth the difference in price. So, And on that happy note... I think we're actually going to call it a show. I'd like to thank Jason and uh, Sean for popping by tonight, of course. If you want to reach Jason for anything, he has chosen to remain anonymous and hidden, so you can't apparently get a hold of him unless you're lonely and frequent the mail 
prostitute's corner. When he's, and have a webcam. There you okay. go. For Sean, you can reach him on Twitter at twitter.com slash Devian with a three. Yay! His Facebook. Sean, what is it? Oh, God, I have no idea. I just signed up like five minutes ago. (laughs) You dumb bastard. You had the entire show plus the break to get this information out, and here I am now. i got to go and find it for you, dumbass. Everybody, please wait. Hey, this is the only time I get to browse and update my porn collection. Sean Ferguson. You can reach him at (laughs) Sean Ferguson on Facebook. He's the one that's trying to to look like he's all tough. Look at those Clint Eastwood dirty, hairy eyes. Don't fuck with me. I have tattoo on my neck. Yeah, with my eight and a half hours straight tattoo. Don't hate. Eight and a half hours? Dude, my dragon Buddha took me 12 hours straight. One sitting? Yes. One sitting? One sitting, 12 hours. I got you beat. Nice try, big boy. For anything that you want with me, you can get uh, all that information at buddhasbarandgrill.com. My Twitter is twitter.com zen buddhist and my facebook is buddha's bar and with that we will end the show again thanks sean thanks jason for coming out it was nice having you it was an interesting yep. dynamic it'll be uh nice to have you back on the show once you have an actual mic that doesn't suck ass oh. and with that good night all a fat you take it's that back. strong jaw you know what that is for is that all you ever think about with me? <laughs> really? Because seriously, I'm going to rethink having you back on the show, dude. Oh. oh. I'd hit it. I'd hit it, just not in the mouth. <laughs> <laughs> just want to see the back of your head, boy. Mm. Oh. It did not confuse yeah. me. You're the one that kept, oh, no, 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 it's an E, not a three. So what are you talking about? What's what's Shut the up. <laughs> You don't talk until you're spoken to, lad. Canada. It's all you know, snow dogs and sleds. We get around. And when we get lonely, those dogs are coming damn useful. <laughs> Alright. You done? Yeah. You feel that better about yourself? Shut up. What? Shut up. Huh? Oh, this is gonna be great. <laughs> Everybody's <laughs> gonna be cutting everybody else off. Alright. Wait, shut up. I'm gonna start. It's going to go that way, is it? Beginning to have doubts already. We haven't even started. (laughs) Oh, God. I'm sorry. (laughs) I'm just thinking in my head, like, how awesome would it be if I just farted right now? All right, go ahead. I'm waiting now. (laughs) I'm not going to. You should cows down. I mean, just like you know, no, because bye. normally you shut the fuck up means shut up and stop talking. 